Welcome to the e-commerce toolbox, Expert Perspectives, a podcast by Noibu, where we explore the elite strategies and cutting edge insights with our expert guests. Get ready to propel your e-commerce business to the next level. Welcome everyone. Joining us today, we have Senya. As you know, this is the e-commerce toolbox, Experts Perspective. Senya headed up e-commerce for Yum Brands before moving over to Yves Rocher. So joining us today is Senya. Welcome. Happy to be here. Happy to share my expertise. So starting off, looking at your history and your actual work pattern, you typically seem to be working with more traditional businesses that are potentially pivoting from a lot of in-store activity or offline activity to online. So maybe the first question is, how do you actually successfully transition an offline business to an online business? Seems like you've been at the uh, ground level for a lot of those transitions. It's a good question and a hard one because this is always a very interesting way. I would say that it's a puzzle where I would see at least four pieces. First, as an e-com leader, you should be really a, a voice of a customer. Understanding the market, understanding the clients is the key to make something successful. The other part is to be a technology leader, to know what are the technologies and how to use them, how to make IT projects to make a successful online business. The third piece, if you speak about offline, this is generally you sell offline products or services. You need to deliver them to clients and you need to be really efficient in operations, know how to fulfill the order, how to maintain the service level. And the last piece of this puzzle is commercial. At the end, you need to know how these investments into IT and to the customer and to the operations, how they can return into some earnings for the company. That's a great answer. And just really building off of that, obviously, you've had different roles at whether it's Yum Brands or your current place that you're at. Can you maybe talk us through some of the milestones that you set up as a leader to really understand that you have the right vision and you're working towards it when it comes to these transitions? Okay, so let me put it this way. One phase is that when a company doesn't have any online nothing digital and it only sees a potential and then you somehow you lead a startup project and you just need to launch it you just test the market this is one phase you make something small you try and test make some errors and then if you see that you can grow the business with this digital part uh, then there is a harder part when you really need to have a strategic vision and to know how the digital transformation will change the company. At some points, it can actually change a lot. Think about KFC, that is normally a plan restaurants. And now you deliver the orders online. You might not have a restaurant, you might have a duck kitchen, or you can even try to cook something different. You have a lot of opportunities that are very far from your current offline model. You can accept them and change everything, or you might say, no, this is not mine, this is too much investments, and stop doing more. And maybe the third phase is when your online business is more than 40% of your operations, when you become a digital company. (laughs) 
I think that's a really good way. I think at the end of the day, having a KPI towards it, I think 30% of total turnover coming from online, especially in the restaurant industry, is a good KPI to work towards. And actually, this is something that I've seen a lot is when it comes to e-grocery and food delivery, profitability is often a challenge. You just talked about total percentage of sales being upwards to 30%, but how do you do that profitably? So based on your experience, like what are some of the key levers that you could pull to ensure you work towards that 30% without compromising profitability? This is a hard question, but not so many companies can really answer. I don't know many examples that really e-grocery and food delivery products bring a profitability. It's either the speak about restaurants or aggregators. This is a hard question. And I might add as well why this is still a vision. For example, KFC have seen it's ideal uh, in some future that 100% of orders will be digital. Can you imagine? Like, not a little bit, but 100% of orders. And then you really need to think about the money. What I would say the key here, first is to really focus on money and on data and to calculate it. So that you really know where you lose money, where you earn. This is uh, the first step. Second, you, as I told about the puzzles, the operations. Actually, you build the service for the clients. You can't build a bad service. You won't be successful. You need to have a special level of service. But when you try to reach it, it is costly. And you really need to know, like in food delivery, every minute, what are you doing? What is your career or what is everybody is doing? how they do it, how you might spend on it, and how you can optimize every minute, every second of the time from the, when you receive order to the time when the client have received the order at his home. This is one part. Second part, IT resources. This is always a compromise. How strategic do you see your business? Do you have your goals like one year, two years, or five years? And when you know what is your level of profitability. This is important. Otherwise, you always see that IT is too much. But a view of five years, when you see that, no, it's not too much, you just, and it's a necessary investment, otherwise you will be behind your competitors. This is the key. Effectively manage IT resources and IT projects and the possibilities of new technologies. Effectively manage the operations and obviously use the data for your correct decisions. Could you maybe share some additional insight on how you're able to leverage the data to optimize how you interacted with your supply chain to either reduce costs or reduce delivery time? Like you'd mentioned, everything of the customer journey is kind of measured down to the minute. How did you think of that when it came to supply chain? I will maybe split my answer into two parts. First is not maybe about the data, but about customer insights, because, you know, there is such a, a vision that you need to be very quick in your delivery, like deliver in one hour, half an hour, the quicker the better. But when you ask clients, and we did it, we realized that in food delivery, they don't always need the quickest delivery, but they need to know when they will receive the food. Imagine you sit in the office, you have your lunch time exactly from this time to this time. So you don't need a quicker delivery, but you need to be 100% sure that you receive it in an hour. 
And this is something that you only understand when you try to ask your clients and to bring it into your operations. This is one part. And the other part is really, I would say, we collect the data in every step. Sometimes it might seem to be costly, but we really know and collect the data, like how long do we cook? how every minute of uh, delay influences the cancellation rate of the orders. And the strategy is to make a lot of tests. So when you try to make your area of delivery bigger and see how much more orders you receive compared if you make it really small, but really quick and effective delivery. So the key thing what we do is to make a lot of tests KFC is a big chain. We have more than 1,000 restaurants, 100 cities. So you can run a lot of small tests and compare the results and optimize every day. That sounds a lot like a data-driven culture. So it's number one, having the IT resources, like you mentioned, to collect and store the data, even though it might cost a bit more. And then having the infrastructure to be able to test and having the culture of testing uh, to ultimately drive up conversion on the website. So that's really cool. And I think a lot of our listeners are going to be fascinated with the transitioning from traditional retail to digital, which you clearly are an expert in. My last kind of question on that is, how do you do that sustainably, right? So there's the argument that maybe online is actually not growing the business. It's just taking the in-store customers and giving them a discount. So how do you balance actually that transitioning while making sure that you're still growing the pie and not just taking a piece from the pie? First of all, it is very important to understand what to actually get from going digital. Maybe the key problem is that many companies don't understand if they receive new clients or if they get current clients only going online. And this is something that you really need to know. What is the model? What do your clients want? Like, how do you develop? And if you speak about big brands, uh, big retail brands or restaurant chains, KFC, the brand knowledge is up to 100%. Obviously, you don't get new clients with your online services. In most cases, you try to keep your offline customers, but to make them better service so that they don't go to your competitors. And then your business model looks like you build a better loyalty of your customers. And this additional loyalty or lifetime value that you get is bigger than the investments that you spend into this lifetime value. So you don't calculate it in a way you built a new business uh, and this is somehow separate from your offline. This is their own. Then you always see that it is not effective. The key is that you really focus on the loyalty, building your loyalty and knowing what is the investments that you do. And really at some point you can see that you better make something offline and don't spend so much online. Maybe you have a share of 10% of online and this is okay for you. And this is okay for your clients. This is a sustainable model. So I would say the idea that digital orders can grow up to 100% and everything will be digital. Now many business people come to the idea this is Probably not true. There are some limits of business efficiency. There are some limits of what customers do need. 
And you need to really have a good balance and not to overspend on the IT. The argument that I've heard on the restaurant side is, to your point, the probability of landing a net new customer for the first time online for a brand like KFC might not be very high. But what you want to make sure that you have is the ability to service the customer when they want it, where they want it, so that they don't order something else from a different provider, right? And that, I think, is where your strategy and what you're saying kind of really lines up to that. I would add, it's like, what is important here is that you have already a brand vision, you have a brand perception, and to bring it from offline into online. So you don't build a totally different business with some totally different values. To stick to your vision and bring it and make it better, and to be honest with your clients. AI is something now, just transitioning this conversation around technology, AI is something that's on the tongue of of every executive right now and, and a lot of brands. How are you personally looking at AI when it comes to your strategy and, and hitting your KPIs next year? Well, I don't have it in my KPIs, but let me just tell a few words about the current project that I have. It's bringing Russia brand in your country, relatively small with a quite low level of e-commerce and not so much expertise and not so many resources within the country. And what I believe that I, using artificial intelligence and the possibilities of it, I can really make some great projects at some lower costs. Before, I wouldn't be able. I would need to hire really a lot of people for content creation, for everything around digital. Now, I think I can actually make a good step up and have access to many opportunities. Just I want to make some online campaign and I create visuals with some artificial intelligence very quickly and without so many costs that I would need to spend before. So for me, this is a really good opportunity for small markets and for small companies. I think what you're saying is for lean teams, basically using it to drive down operating expenses and kind of get more from the existing team. It's a really pragmatic and operational way of looking at it. It makes a ton of sense. Last question before we look to wrap up is, as we reflect on our conversation today, what final piece of advice would you give to anybody who's kind of just starting off their career in e-commerce? I would try to really give a good advice from my career. Uh, Let me put it this way. First, e-commerce is uh, a bit of everything. In order to be successful in doing online business, you really need to know the business and to know everything what's happening around the company. Indeed, uh, otherwise you won't be successful. This is uh, the key for me. Our part is always to be a voice of a customer. Many companies start from, you know, they see there is so much potential, let's try and see. But for me, the key, you can do a good business only if you know that your customer needs it. So you need to go first into your offline shop or your restaurant or whatever you're doing to meet real clients and ask them, do they want to buy it online? Why do we want to buy it from your chain, from your site, the mobile app? Or we prefer some other way if we can order it from Amazon and other services. So why we would choose you? Because obviously now you don't start from zero. There is already quite a lot of services where clients can get the products and or food delivery. 
And if you want to be there and to, to take some share and to be effective, you really need to know what your clients need and what you can offer to the market. Otherwise, just forget and just sell with Amazon or any other aggregator and try to be successful there. Senya, this is an amazing conversation. Really appreciate it. I love this topic. I think it's something that a lot of businesses are wrangling with right now and spending a lot of money on trying to launch up digital brands or new countries. Really appreciate your uh, insight and thank you so much. It was a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you for inviting. It was a pleasure for me as well. The e-commerce toolbox expert perspectives is brought to you by Noibu. To find out more about Noibu and how we can help you debug your e-commerce site and rocket your revenue, visit www.noibu.com. That's N-O-I-B-U.com. And then make sure to search for the e-commerce toolbox expert perspectives on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found and click subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at Noibu, thanks for listening.